The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Chapter four, improved dispute resolution. Before I continue with chapter four, if you're a landlord with a rental property, whether it's tenanted or not, you can use my compliance audit and execute service which will assess your property, your tenancy, and you as a landlord to identify any areas where you're not compliant with current legislation. This is completely confidential between you and my lettings team. And you've got two options here. Option number one, my team at Pink Street will send you a template of the audit that we use, and you can do it yourself. Option number two, my team at Pink Street will do the full audit and report for you. We'll send the report to you so that you can take the action yourself and bring it up to the required standard, or you can have my lettings team do it all for you. To find out more about the compliance audit and execute service, you can email me directly, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk or you can phone any member of my team on 02392 864 555. Or you can just search online for Pink Street. You can't miss us. So to continue, chapter four, improved dispute resolution. We believe all tenants should be empowered to challenge poor practice by their landlord, including unjustified rent increases. Landlords and tenants should be supported by a system that enables effective resolution of issues. We have required letting and managing agents to belong to a government approved redress scheme, the property ombudsman or the property redress scheme since 2014 introduced tenancy deposit protection schemes in 2007 to resolve end of tenancy deposit disputes. Run a nine month rental mediation pilot scheme last year, which offered landlords and renters access to free independent mediation as part of the court process for possession. We will only allow increases to rent once per year end the use of rent review clauses and improve tenants' ability to challenge excessive rent increases through the first tier tribunal. Strengthen tenants' ability to hold landlords to account and introduce a new single ombudsman that all private landlords must join. Work with the Ministry of Justice and Her Majesty's Courts and Tribunal Service, HMCTS, to target the areas where there are unacceptable delays in court proceedings. 
With tenants empowered by the removal of no-fault Section 21 evictions, we expect dispute resolution to be more attractive, fostering certainty and security for both landlord and tenant. Many tenants and landlords work effectively together to resolve issues. However, where this is not possible, there are limited options for resolving disputes. This means simple disputes can escalate unnecessarily, often ending up in expensive, protracted and adversarial court proceedings that harm both the landlord and the tenant. Redress is the norm in other consumer sectors such as finance, legal, energy and the communications industry. But the PRS is falling behind other housing tenures. The Housing Ombudsman provides mandatory redress for all social tenants on the full range of issues concerning their tenancies. Redress schemes also exist in leasehold for managing and estate agents and provision for the new Homes Ombudsman scheme is included in the Buildings Safety Act 2022. Private landlords can voluntarily join an agent redress scheme or the Housing Ombudsman but at the time of publishing, this covers approximately 80 to 90 private landlords out of an estimated 2.3 million. Private tenants can access redress where they have a complaint about their letting agent or managing agent. However, issues that are the responsibility of the landlord, such as conduct, repairs and conditions, are typically outside the remit of these schemes. We are committed to building on this work by mainstreaming early, effective and efficient dispute resolution throughout the private rented sector. Quote, it takes such a long time for repair works to be done, I sometimes don't bother asking my landlord. The vast majority of tenancy disputes do not end up in court, but we accept that there are insufficient incentives or support for landlords to resolve disputes earlier. Where court action is necessary, it should be transparent, fair and efficient. We know that many landlords are frustrated by long delays in the courts and that court and tribunal processes can be challenging and intimidating for tenants to navigate. Challenging unjustified rent increases. We understand the pressures people are facing with the cost of living and that paying rent is likely to be a tenant's biggest monthly expense. Almost 11,000 households in the private rented sector reported moving recently because the landlord put up their rent. Any unexpected changes to rent levels could leave tenants unable to afford their home and can impact a tenant's ability to save for a home of their own. Finding new tenants is a significant cost for landlords too and we strongly encourage early communication about what adjustments to rent are possible and sustainable for both landlords and tenants. This government does not support the introduction of rent controls to set the level of rent at the outset of a tenancy. Historical evidence suggests that this would discourage investment in the sector and would lead to declining property standards as a result, which would not help landlords or tenants. When a landlord needs to adjust rent, changes should be predictable and allow time for a tenant to consider their options. We will only allow increases to rent once per year, replicating existing mechanisms, and will increase the minimum notice landlords must provide of any change in rent to two months. We will end the use of rent review clauses preventing tenants being locked into automatic rent increases that are vague 
or may not reflect changes in the marketplace. Any attempts to evict tenants through unjustifiable rent increases are unacceptable. Most landlords do not increase rents by an unreasonable amount, but in cases where increases are disproportionate, we will make sure that tenants have the confidence to challenge unjustified rent increases through the first tier tribunal. We will prevent the tribunal increasing rent beyond the amount landlords initially asked for when they proposed a rent increase. Landlords charging multiple months rent in advance of a tenancy starting is currently uncommon. As for most tenants, this will be unaffordable. Typically, landlords may choose to do so where tenants do not have guarantors, are moving to the UK from abroad or cannot provide references. We will require landlords to repay any upfront rent if a tenancy ends early we will require landlords to repay any upfront rent if a tenancy ends earlier than the period the tenants have paid for. We will also introduce a power through the Renters Reform Bill to limit the amount of rent that landlords can ask for in advance. We will use this power if the practice of charging rent in advance becomes widespread or disproportionate. Abolishing Section 21 will empower tenants to seek rent repayment orders, where appropriate. We understand that in exceptional circumstances, tenants can be timed out in making an application for a rent repayment order, and that in rent-to-rent -rent cases, it is not easy to know which landlord should be pursued and superior landlords can be let off the hook. We plan to bolster the existing system where appropriate and expand rent repayment orders to cover repayment for non-decent homes. Periodic tenancies will also enable tenants to leave easily without remaining liable for the rent in unsuitable and unsafe accommodation. Additionally, the government has introduced the Debt Respite Scheme, Breathing Space, to give eligible people in problem debt access to a 60-day period in which most interest, fees and charges are frozen. Enforcement action, including repossession due to rent arrears, are paused whilst they receive advice. Breathing spaces give debtors the time and space to fully engage with professional debt advisors to identify a positive and sustainable solution to their problem debt. This also means that they are less likely to sink into a cycle of debt with their creditors and more likely to receive higher repayments and spend less on recovery costs. Case study, rent increases. Sue has been a landlord for 22 years and is based in Hastings. She owns eight properties on the South Coast and mostly lets to families with children. In March 2020, at the start of COVID-19 lockdown, a family of five who were renting one of her three-bedroom properties were especially badly hit by the pandemic restrictions. Unfortunately, both parents were furloughed and significantly affected financially. As a direct consequence of the pandemic, their household income was reduced overnight, making it very difficult to support a family with three children. Working with her tenants, Sue agreed to defer payment of her mortgage for three months in order to allow her to be flexible about rent repayments in the short term and to relieve some of the family's financial pressures. 
Fortunately, both parents were able to resume work after four months of furlough and Sue agreed a repayment plan, allowing the family to pay down their rent arrears in £50 instalments. Happily, the same family continue to make their home in her three-bedroom property and have since agreed a two-year rent freeze to provide some stability as they recover financially. Commenting on the relationship she has with her tenants, Sue said, The pandemic affected so many families and the last thing I wanted to do was put pressure on them to pay their rent. I've agreed a two-year no-rent increase due to the fact that their cost of living has significantly increased and to make sure the family are financially comfortable. They're great tenants and I want them to be happy. A new ombudsman covering all private landlords. The government is committed to making sure that the private rented sector tenants have the same access to redress as those living in other types of housing. That is why we will introduce a single government approved ombudsman covering all private landlords who rent out property in England, regardless of whether they use an agent. This will ensure that all tenants have access to redress services in any given situation and that landlords remain accountable for their own conduct and legal responsibilities. Making membership of an ombudsman scheme mandatory for landlords who use managing agents will mitigate the situation where a good agent is trying to remedy a complaint but is reliant on a landlord who is refusing to engage. Ombudsmen protect consumer rights. They provide fair, impartial and binding resolutions for many issues without resorting to court. This will be quicker, cheaper, less adversarial and more proportionate than the court system. A single scheme will mean a streamlined service for tenants and landlords, avoiding the confusion and perverse incentives resulting from competitive schemes. As well as resolving individual disputes, an ombudsman can tackle the root cause of problems, address systemic issues, provide feedback and education to members and consumers and offer support for vulnerable consumers. We will explore streamlining the requirement for landlords to provide details to both an ombudsman and a digital property portal, including identifying a viable way to link data sets. Details on the property portal is in chapter five. Quote, it is vital to have a positive relationship with your tenants based on an open and frequent communication. This makes tenants feel comfortable reporting any issues to you. Likewise, as a landlord, you understand your tenants and you know that your property will be respected and looked after. The new ombudsman will allow tenants to seek redress for free where they have a complaint about their tenancy. This could include complaints about the behaviour of the landlord, the standards of the property or where repairs have not been completed within a reasonable time frame. We will make membership of the ombudsman mandatory and local councils will be able to take enforcement action against landlords that fail to join the ombudsman. The Ombudsman will have powers to put things right for tenants, including compelling landlords to issue an apology, provide information, take remedial action and or pay compensation of up to £25,000. As part of providing compensation, we also intend for the Ombudsman to be able to require landlords to reimburse rent to tenants where the service or standard of property they provide falls short of the mark. 
In keeping with standard practice, the Ombudsman's decision will be binding on landlords should the complainant accept the final determination. Failure to comply with a decision may result in repeat or serious offenders being liable for a banning order. The government will also retain discretionary powers to enable the Ombudsman's decision to be enforced through the courts if levels of compliance become a concern. Quote, I have had issues with my landlords in the past, but I don't know who to complain to or how. If there was a process available, I would consider using it. I think this would also help raise standards and make tenants feel more empowered. Tenants are essentially paying landlords for a service, so it's important that landlords adhere to the correct standards. We will explore extending mandatory membership of a redress scheme to residential park home operators, private providers of purpose-built student accommodation and property guardian companies. This would provide access to redress for residents across approximately 2,000 park home sites in England, 30% of university students living in purpose-built student accommodation, and approximately 5,000 to 7,000 property guardians. A more efficient court process. Better access to redress at an earlier stage through the new Ombudsman will free up time for the courts to deal with the most serious cases. And we expect those cases to progress through the courts more quickly as a result. However, we are mindful that any changes to court process must still allow sufficient time to access legal advice where necessary. In our 2018 call for evidence to consider the case for a housing court, the two main areas of dissatisfaction private landlords raised were timeliness and the complexity of the county court system. More than 90% of landlords who responded said they had experienced delays when taking court action for possession. 95% indicated the period between obtaining an order for possession and enforcement by county court bailiffs, who are HMCTS employees, took too long. While almost 80% of landlords indicated that they knew how the possession action process worked, the complexity of the process was their second biggest concern, and more than 40% stated that they found the stage of the process between application and hearing to be too complex. The costs of introducing a new housing court would outweigh the benefits and there are more effective ways to increase the efficiency and timeliness of the court possession action process. Working in partnership with the Ministry of Justice MOJ, and HM Courts and Tribunal Service HMCTS, we will introduce a package of wide-ranging court reforms that will target the areas that particularly frustrate and hold up possession proceedings. These are county court bailiff capacity, paper-based processes, a lack of adequate advice about court and tribunal processes, and a lack of prioritization of cases. HMCTS have already taken steps to review county court bailiff capacity and introduced efficiencies by reducing administrative tasks. HMCTS have also introduced new payment options to increase the way a defendant can make payment to county court bailiffs, reducing the need for doorstep visits to enforce payment.
This will continue to free up more county court bailiff resources to focus on the enforcement of possession orders. We will go further to increase the efficiency and ease of the court possession process. The HMCTS reform program has provided the opportunity to digitize a range of court and tribunal processes, resulting in better advice and guidance. This will reduce common user errors and enhance the user experience. Reforms to the possession process commenced in April 2022, and the project is expected to conclude in 2023. The reforms will provide the opportunity to review and implement improvements and provide HMCTS with better data to enhance performance and respond to user experience and feedback. We will work with the courts to consider the prioritization of certain cases, including exploring the feasibility of particular cases being listed as urgent. We will consider how to expedite cases involving serious harm, including antisocial behavior, or whether grounds are critical to the functioning of sectors, such as temporary accommodation. The Ministry of Justice will also trial a new system in the first tier tribunal, Property Chamber, to streamline how specialist property cases are dealt with where there is a split jurisdiction between the civil courts and property tribunal. This would provide a single judicial forum for these types of cases, removing the needs of litigants to deal with two judicial forums to determine a single case, reduce costs, and simplify the process in pilot areas. The Ministry of Justice will review the success of these trials and set out the next steps in due course. The Ministry of Justice is improving the provision of earlier access to legal advice for renters through the Housing Possession Court Duty Scheme to deliver more effective early legal advice for debt, housing and welfare benefit matters, as announced in the Legal Support Action Plan. The government's response to the consultation was recently published on gov.uk. Support for early engagement between landlords and tenant is key to sustaining tenancies and avoiding costly and time-consuming court possession proceedings for both parties. The Property Redress Scheme and National Residential Landlords Association are currently running a new mediation pilot for private landlords. Other private providers have also recently entered the market and are providing mediation services for landlords. And last year, the government introduced a nine-month rental mediation pilot scheme which offered landlords and renters access to free, independent mediation as part of the court process for possession. Building on this, we will strengthen and embed mediation services for landlords and renters preventing avoidable evictions. We will shortly publish the findings from the rental mediation pilot. We will use the findings and the lessons learned to help us decide how mediation as one method of dispute resolution can help sustain tenancies in the future. Quote, Many landlords only own one or two properties. Therefore, legal proceedings can have a huge financial impact on them. It is important that issues are resolved amicably and in a timely manner. Going to court is a last resort and should only be done if necessary. In 2021, the Ministry of Justice ran a call for evidence on dispute resolution in England and Wales. 
This set out the government's ambition to transform the culture of dispute resolution by significantly increasing the use of alternatives to litigation, such as mediation, across the civil and family courts and tribunals. These alternative dispute resolution processes can deliver substantial benefits for those involved, helping to reduce cost and delay in litigation and provide more flexible and tailored solutions, as well as ensuring only cases which need a judgment come to court. A summary of responses to the call for evidence on dispute resolution in England and Wales has been published on gov.uk. We will be working closely with the Ministry of Justice to ensure that the government's approach to dispute resolution is a holistic one and will continue to explore ways of encouraging landlords and renters to take up mediation, as well as options for pre-actioned resolutions as highlighted in the Civil Justice Council's report on pre-action protocols. We will take into account responses to the Civil Justice Council review which closed in December 2021. Further details on steps we are taking to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of court and tribunal services can be found in our response to the 2018 call for evidence on the case for a housing court, which has been published alongside this white paper, can be found on gov.uk. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.